Episode 238. Diagnose the Disconnect. I'm Amber Harper from the Burned In Teacher Podcast and a part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. Educators, is your passion tank running on empty? Look no further. Gretchen of Always a Lesson has a double dose of just what you need. Come fill yourself up with an empowering educator's podcast to start your day feeling empowered. educators. It's Gretchen of Always a Lesson. I am your host of the Empowering Educators podcast, and I'm always trying to keep you empowered. I want you to hone your craft on an ongoing basis because I know that we are just losing way too many great teachers to other professions. So I am doing my best to provide guidance and inspiration. That way you retain that elite educator status and then keep impacting students and colleagues for generations to come. So if that's why you've tuned in, awesome. We make a good pair. I am excited to be in your ear today talking about the reality of what is under the hood, metaphorically speaking. So whether you teach kids or you are growing teachers like I do, this episode is for you. As always, I like to start with the rationale, like where the heck do all these ideas come from? I read every single day. If you follow me on Instagram and watch my stories, then you know I try and get at least five minutes a day of reading in. And you might think, that's silly. You can't possibly grow or learn from just five minutes. Oh, yes, you can. If you're reading the right stuff and you're taking time to reflect and implement it, Yeah, five minutes a day is really all you need. And so I am currently reading a book called Teach Your Class Off, The Real Rap Guide to Teaching. And that is by C.J. Reynolds. He was actually already on the show, show number 220. I'll put the book and his episode in the show notes. But I was reading the last chapter. It was called Letter to a Young Teacher. And it's talking about this concept of seeds, which I'll describe to you in a minute. But I'm like, man, this makes an awesome classroom slash leadership principle. It's all about people, growing people, helping people. Um, In fact, the whole time I was reading about seeds, I'm like, this reminds me of my episodes, Seeds That Sprout. That was episode 18. Like, that's an OG episode. If you go back and listen to that one, I'll link it in the show notes too. Just give me some grace. I obviously was in the very beginning years ago of podcasting. But that episode was all about how I saw this sprinkler watering concrete. I'm thinking to myself, what? that's not helping, right? (laughs) And it made me think like, oh, okay, well, we need to water our initiatives with intention and follow through so that the seeds will actually sprout. And when you're watering uh, concrete, that's clearly not going to happen. And that requires you to have a plan and to monitor the plan because clearly that plan went awry and now the concrete's getting wet but also be a little flexible, whatever. So that episode was all about, you know, ideas and your thoughts and your actions. But today I want to hone in on the actual people part of this seed principle. And since you are either a teacher growing students, growing people, or you are a teacher leader like myself, you're growing teachers, 
Uh, it's all about really understanding how to motivate people, how to connect to people, and how to know who you, your people are. And if you're anything like me, I struggled a lot uh, when I started teaching and then when I started leading because I knew the end goal and I knew how I got there. And so I thought, okay, I'm just going to show you the pathway. I'm going to show you how I got there, show you how I figured it out as a student and show you how I figured it out as a teacher. Well, no one is like me and that's a good thing. And no one is like you. I mean, there might be some similarities, but you don't want to create copies of yourself. You want to let them kind of define their journey or watch them decide which avenue they're going to go and then help them along their path. And a lot of the times I think we're dictating the wrong strategy to our people. It's, it's, there's a disconnect here. So I want to read you just an excerpt really quickly. It's just a few sentences from this book, and then I'm going to explain the whole seed situation. Here we go. Just remember you are in the business of planting seeds. Some of those seeds will grow fast and bloom furiously. Some will grow so slowly you'll only notice the changes when you take time to compare where they are to where they started. Some will never grow in your garden at all because it's simply not their time or their place. And some will grow like bamboo. Their roots will develop for years underground and will look like they are going nowhere until one day they rock it up and almost overnight become what they were meant to be. I mean, I reread and reread and reread that part, highlighted, started, cornered the page. And yes, I'm an old school book person. I can't, you know, read off the device. It's just, I know you can highlight. I know, I know. I just, not my style. Speaking of seeds, that doesn't work for me. So I loved this concept. I'm like, okay, okay, we got to really unravel this and then, and then apply it. And so I was thinking to myself, we can't look at the surface and judge our impact on what we see. Like, okay, this is blooming. This is not blooming. We actually have to go underground. And, and you've seen that, that illustration of the iceberg and it's like, it looks big on the surface, but then you go below and it's like, holy cow, this thing's really massive. Same kind of idea. When you go down underground and you're really looking around at where the disconnect is happening, it's like, okay, a mechanic looks under the hood of a car so he can appropriately diagnose the problem. Many times people will come in, they'll tell him something's wrong with this, this, and in his head, he kind of knows potentially what's wrong. But until he opens that hood and gets in there and looks around, he's not going to know. He doesn't want to commit prior to what the problem is. Uh, so we have to do that with our kids. We can't just guess what we think's happening and apply a solution. We can't just apply a solution we think's going to work just because it's worked before or worked with the kid next to them or with a teacher, worked all these years prior or with another teacher in that grade level. We really have to do case by case. Everything is so intricate. People are so intricate. We have to look under the hood of our own instruction and leadership to diagnose the disconnect. And thank you to those of you who helped me decide on a title for this episode. I was going between, is it under the hood? Is it diagnose the disconnect? You voted, you win, diagnose the disconnect wins. Thank you so much. Okay. So here's the problem. There is nothing worse than being misunderstood. Like having the capability to do something, but you just don't have the direction or the guidance that you need. 
or you just need more time to come to fruition. I always felt like that as a student. I just needed more practice, more time, and then I think I'd be really good at it. But the semester's over, we're on to the next course, and it just drove me crazy. Uh, And then as I'm working with teachers, I'm like, oh my gosh, some of these guys need a lot more rounds of practice. Like just think of sports. You just keep doing those layup drills until you get the rhythm, you build the muscle memory. It's the same thing when you're growing people's skill set is sometimes you just need a little more time for it to come to fruition. And so when we expect everyone to learn the same way or at the same rate, we just kill their potential. It's like giving up on a plant that needed more water or sunlight or nutrients, or maybe you're just cutting down a plant that's growing too fast and too furious. You can't keep up with it. I mean, you are dictating what's happening here instead of allowing them to lead the way and then you're the support system on the side. Like stop trying to drag everybody through the course, the pathway that you think is best for them. Just hold your horses and let that part of that process is them learning to trust their gut, to keep their eyes on the horizon and figure out their own path. And you're there to help them think through the obstacles or to help them practice if they need more practice. And when we don't understand how our students or our teachers learn, then we just can't help them grow. We can't offer them the right recipe to reach success. We over or underwater, we pick it apart for not doing what we think it should do, when we think we should do it. It's just an unhealthy support model, and that clearly lacks results. And more importantly, it damages relationships, self-esteem, and then those persons' dreams of whatever future accomplishments they want to have. Hey, y'all, popping in here real quick to remind you, if you are loving the podcast, Hop on over to iTunes to leave a star rating and type in a few words for the review. This helps other educators find the show so they too can be empowered. Lots of love and thanks. Now back to the show. So let's back up the truck, look under the hood, and adjust our plan of action. We got to diagnose the disconnect. So let's go back to CJ's types of seeds that he mentioned. There were four. And you might be thinking of people in your classroom or people and teachers in your school building and already like, oh yeah, this is this person. That, oh shoot, I should have done this, you know? So, and that's what this is all about. Let's, let's do some reflection so we can then implement. So the first one is they grow fast and they bloom furiously. These are the ones that make you feel so good about yourself. You're like, dang, I'm good. Like I told you one time and you just happen to get it. You know, there's just a small gap the person has and you help them uncover it and boom, they catapult. It, it reminds me of, you know, students that might be missing some sort of foundational skill or maybe a teacher that just needs this quick intensive with you to deepen their knowledge and that's it. Like once you filled the gap, you found the little error, boom, they're off and running. They had all these other things figured out, but it's just like this one thing and you filled it and they're good to go. Those ones do great. Type two seed, they grow slow. And these are kind of the ones that you like to have because you constantly work together and they're moving enough to stay a little motivated, but they're not the ones that have, you know, massive results right off the bat. Um, it reminds me like when you're 
you have to like do a side by side comparison to really notice they're frustrated or they're questioning whether this is working you know, with weight loss. You might see before and after pics and you're like, yeah, you know, tilting your head to the side. Yeah, maybe like I see a little something. Um, but it just like that, you look at students work samples and you can compare or teachers who are videotaping themselves to see if they're perfecting a certain part of their instruction. You can look at their video clips or even at the performance rating indicators. You're like, oh, okay, you almost had all the indicators in this bucket to move up to the next level. And sometimes it's it's like, okay, we're making progress. It's just very slow. Slow and steady wins the race. A seed number three, they're just never growing. It's not their time. And that's now we're frustrated, right? Seed number two of them growing slow, they're frustrated. Like, hello, this guy over here is like award winning in one meeting. (laughs) And I'm over here doing all the things and I am struggling. Well, seed three, they're just nothing. Nothing's happening. They're not growing. It's not their time. And so we get mad because we're the ones trying to help them grow. Uh, We start questioning what we're doing. Are we even good at this? Are we made to do this? Like, what's the problem here? Obviously, it's us. Um, You know, what are we doing wrong? So we're researching, we're journaling, we're asking other people, we're banging our heads against the wall, we're feeling all the emotions. Sometimes, and y'all know this, sometimes students especially, but teachers as well, they just need to hear it in a certain way from a certain person at a certain time. It's like it all has to align like this magical miracle. And really, you can't help that. Just like for peer talks for students, you're like, I just said that. Johnny just told you that. And all of a sudden it makes sense. And literally, I just said that. And I've said it five times. I don't get it. Or teachers go on learning walks and they watch each other teach and it like clicks. And you're like, oh, my God, I've been modeling forever. We've been doing this in your classroom. Well, I I don't get it. What, What am I missing? But sometimes timing is everything. And it's not about you as much as you're taking the blame, like, okay, I'm helping everyone else grow and they're growing and this one isn't, this is clearly my problem. No, sometimes it's just, it's not the time. And then seed number four, they grow like bamboo. These are the tricky ones because you're like, nothing's happening. But really, this is a deep rooted foundational system before it blooms up top. Uh, So they are building this whole time, this strong foundation, and it's going to pay off one day. And I always felt like this as a teacher in the classroom. There were some kids you just you went off to the next grade and you're like, I just don't know. I don't know what kind of impact I had. And then they come back years later and like super successful. And you're like, it's all because of you. And you're like, what? I had no idea. I couldn't tell. Like, you know, that investment takes some time to really show us it's and also I kind of giggled thinking about like you know kids go on winter or summer break and they come back and it's like they're 10 feet taller their braces come off and they're stunningly gorgeous uh and everyone's like whoa what the heck happened they're like what this was going on all along you know uh it just took a little bit or like for teachers they are on an action plan and all of a sudden they become like teacher of the year down the road and you're like whoa, like what a comeback. That's amazing. I had an administrator who was new to the building, new to administration and was on an action plan with tons. And you've probably heard this if you've been listening to the podcast for a while. So many people from the district in and out, in and out, in and out, like breathing down her neck, following her everywhere, like really looking at everything she's doing. And she became a district area superintendent our district is huge so we have multiple like mini superintendents and then there's the head superintendent she became the one hour over the area and it's like dude see what happens when we give the right support 
people go from struggling. She could have left the profession altogether. Thank God she didn't because look at what she's doing now. She's able to give back. So this is a lesson in when we know our people, we can grow our people. So what are we going to do from here? Where, where do we go? What do we need to do? I'm going to give you five steps um, besides reading this book, which is full of amazing tips, but this is just the one tip I want to talk about today. Here are five steps for what you need to do with this whole seeds analogy. So first I want you to consult your roster, whether you have students in your classrooms or you're a coach or a leader and you've got teachers that you're working with, review the students or the teachers and name the type of seed that they are. So out of those four different seed types, growing fast and blooming furiously, growing slow never growing, and growing like bamboo. Go through your roster and name them. Who are your people and what type of seed are they? Step two, create learning pods. And so you can either group like seeds together or you can mix them up to help foster growth because you want them to kind of, their strengths to rub on off on the other person, whether it's students or teachers. So you do want to kind of cluster them because you can provide the same type of support to the group, do a little group coaching, small group instruction if you're in the classroom, or you can also mix them around for professional development or if you're in the classroom, whatever kind of mixed group project. So they watch each other and they learn from each other's different styles because we don't want to always cater so much. We want them to be able to influence each other. And like we were talking before about those ones that, you know, never growing and the timing and they just need to hear it the right way, you know, making sure you're getting some sort of activity or uh, opportunity for learning to occur where they're learning from peers. Three, after you've created those pods, adjust your expectations and your outcomes for them. So just like I was always like, here's the path. This is what you're going to do. This is what it looks like. This is the outcome. Your expectations are going to be different because some kids are growing so fast and some teachers are just naturals. They're just amazing. So you don't want to cap that learning. You want them to keep stretching. And then the ones that aren't growing, you don't want to completely put the next goal so far. They're frustrated. So you've got to adjust what your goalposts are, what your checkpoints are. Think about running a race car race and they're coming around again through that starting line. And okay, what is it you want them to do at that point? What should they be able to do? Someone have a little bit longer uh, racetrack till that checkpoint and some have a shorter because you're trying to get them motivated. So you might have to create four different pathways based on the different seeds you have. And when you do that, you're going to say, okay, what are the outcomes? What are the the stopping points where we can reward them or the goals along the way? Like really figure out expectations and outcomes. Step four, celebrate any sort of momentum, right? Because this is new for you and they're kind of like, wait, what? We're all being treated differently and we have different options and you're now like catering to me. I love this. This is great. But you're also pushing me out of my comfort zone with my peers or my colleagues. Um, so you just want to celebrate that this is new and different. And anytime you're seeing a seed of growth, celebrate it. That's going to build that momentum. And step five, you're going to keep revising your pathways. And people might move in and out of your pathways during the different seasons of life, uh, certain grade levels, or maybe they're just attended a different workshop as a teacher. And so they've got new information, um, more time to dedicate to their craft, whatever it is. So be flexible and revise as things need. And just repeat so that consult your roster, create your learning pods, adjust your expectations and outcomes, celebrate momentum and revise. That's it, y'all. With these different seeds of students or teachers, I think this is totally going to be a game changer.
All right, Elite Educators, that is a wrap for this week's podcast on getting under the hood to best know who you're dealing with so you can more accurately support their unique needs. Now go out and be great because you've just been empowered.